0: Welcome to Let's Drone Out, the original and best drone-themed podcast. We record the show live on the Thursday night on YouTube.com forward slash Let's Drone Out and our lovely patrons help with the editing costs. These are Wacky Wes,
1: Mikey Dread, Art Faulkner, Carlos Campos. Thank you! Telemetry
0: recovery. Let's Drone Out now.
1: Good evening, and welcome to Let's Drone Out, episode 287. This evening, we have with us a curry kitten. Hello. Hey, Tony. Bonjour. NJ. Hello, everyone. Uh, Adam Juniper, who you may remember from earlier episodes. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> Andrew Slash <laughs> Frank. Uh, Jack May pop in at some point this evening, but probably not. We shall see. But uh, he has replaced himself with Adam as, as someone who can talk a lot and <laughs> is holding his head in his, in his hands <laughs> and has allowed
2: his hair to roam <laughs> through.
3: Which leads neatly onto the subject of. <laughs> Speaking of head in hands
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm very happy that you're coming on because people all over who keep asking me pretty much every week there's someone in the chat who says what about the new regulations and i ignore them uh, and tell them to go away uh because they're long and there are many of them and i can't be bothered to read them because i'm probably not going to go flying anytime soon anyway so uh, i'm not wasting my time reading them but people not you on you
0: I I did the live stream on Friday and people started asking me because you hadn't done it. And this is like, this is not good.
3: There there was uh, a moment, there was a moment, uh, when we were chatting in our little group chat, um, whenever it was a week or so ago, maybe longer than that, where I, I was unaware of, of the the kind of situation (laughs) regarding probing Frank into talking about this stuff. So I just came straight in and said, Frank, you haven't talked about this for a while. Why don't you talk about this? And there was, you know, when you can see someone typing, it, was, it looked like he was typing for a good sort of five, six minutes. And I was like, well, this is going to be interesting. But instead, the word no just popped up. You think he thought about that really, really carefully. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then took a few drafts. Asked, yeah. yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear yes um and and yeah painless has been asked me to go on because he's been asked by people all the time uh i think uh winter blue and and the uh, uh quadratic people have been asked me to come on a few times other people have been asked to come on because i've seem to have managed to make a name for myself for reading documents that are publicly available and then reading them to people, but. I've given up on that because it's really, really quite painful. Uh, but apparently you've put yourself through the agony and know something well, about it, Adam.
2: OK, so maybe not as much as this introduction. <laughs> applies, <laughs> no. um, I, I was asked by someone to write a little bit about the rules um, as they might face somebody English speaking. This is the problem uh, where I write. Um, mm. Is that they're more concerned with how Google might view things than necessarily, you know, how our audience might used to have been in the good old days of print. Um, so that means I have to consider the US, the, the UK, possibly Canada, and possibly Australia as being reasonable, interesting, and worthwhile places. Um, and the thing is, though, the rules that's most as you can see is don't be an idiot. Um, but they also, they also largely mean don't have a drone that weighs more than 250 grams. It's just not worth it, <laughs> which is, is really disappointing because that didn't used to be the problem, did it? It used to be that if you could not be an idiot, you could risk a little bit more weight. Um, and then, then hour I assume we're only talking about hours as, uh, you know, I don't know. Let's make a start with ours. Let's see we start at.
1: with ours. Maybe we'll, we'll also... grill. We'll grill this. Uh, we'll grill a Blue Owl on on some other regulations next week, maybe, <laughs> when she, <laughs> she's not having a birthday. Um... <laughs> well, the
2: two hundred and fifty grams thing is nicely universal. There's that. In the US, though, it's um, ADSB is the exciting new development as of this month. Mm. There's an acronym quick? What's it mean? Um, Thank God! What does it mean? Uh, it means having a little radio in your drone to scare off other drones or aircraft.
0: So it, it's it's radio cons- conspicuity. Yes, oh, yeah. electronic conspicuity. Yeah, Thank that's you. The one. <laughs> I thought I, I thought I got away with it that time, Frank, but no, I had not log it up. It didn't work. Uh, and it will share data
2: from the um, GPS, and it will it will in sixty days as of the end of december is that right it it becomes law and then there's 18 months compliance time for the drone companies and an an additional 12 months compliance time
1: do you know if this is adsb in or adsb out because i I know that there are quite a few drones already out okay because there's there's quite a few that already have it in so they they pick up the adsb signals from manned aircraft around them and say oh you know Getting a bit close. Maybe you want to land or something, um but I, I don't know about uh ADSB yeah, out. Which,
2: which would be a lot uh, in would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Because that's that's essentially sensible software. But out is more seems to me to be more likely to cause trouble because it's going to be broadcasting a signal that is could be you know from somebody who's just bought a drone in a <laughs> shop like. Cloud nine, or uh, yeah. or a real one.
1: Yeah, ADSB is is up. what like flight radar twenty four and all of those um, kind of things use uh, to pick up. So they're not actually radar tracking an aircraft. It's just that the aircraft has got the GPS on it and the barometer and everything else, and it spits that out over this ADSB yeah. frequency, just saying, "I am this aircraft. I am at this location at this height, travelling at this speed." That is me. Yeah.
2: It's a far more modern and rational alternative to um, to radar in the, the skies these days, isn't it? I mean, and you certainly wouldn't want drones firing radar all over the place. So I, I guess also the FAA forcing people to do it will mean that it's relatively inexpensive in 18 months' time.
0: So presumably the idea behind this is not so um, flight radar twenty four and out you can watch people's drones. It's so any nearby full size aircraft can say, "Oh, there's a drone down there," and and also suggest that anything above two hundred and fifty grams must have a GPS fitted, as as well as this ADSB malarkey. Well,
2: uh, firstly, there's there's a zone. Um, so, the, the FAA will be able to define a list of places where it's not necessary, um, which is confusing. And I don't think they published the list at all. Here are the rules, just, unless uh,
0: we decide not to, sort of thing. Yeah,
2: perhaps yeah. later. Um, so, I, I think it's going to be one of these things. It's in the, in the same way that here um, we, we don't, you know, it took. We don't really know the classes yet in the rules. So I guess we should get onto our rules so we can talk about how stupid they are um, before we get too far into (laughs) slagging off the The American one is obviously we really want this exciting new technology. And once we've got it, you'll be able to fly at night and fly over roads so long as you don't hover over roads, as long as you just quickly get over a road Um, that sort of thing with a at the moment, they have their Part One O Seven, but I think I think they're actually trying to make life easier for drone pilots, believe it or not.
1: Nice. That
2: is their stated goal. <laughs> that does not feel like how ours are. So ours come from a, what is it? The, the idea that you can divide aircraft up into classes. Andrew knows
1: this, Frank knows this because he's been through it. Oh, you, you've all been through this, right? I mean, there's the c naught to C1 to C2 to C3. Yeah. And they all require the electronic conspicuity, which is where when it was first kind of released a couple of years ago when I was still reading this stuff, I came on here and was like, mm, I'm not sure how how they're expecting this to pan out because at the moment or at the time, uh, the ADSB really electronic cool. security stuff didn't really exist in any accessible way. I mean, at the time, there was still, you know, probably a good hundred grams just for that unit, and it was, you Is know, it, costing hundreds right, of pounds.
2: I'm going to look like an idiot here, but I didn't actually see it in our in the draft I read of our rules. <laughs> Is it definitely in there?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure it was in the C0, C1, C2, all of those. I'm pretty sure it was in there, but it's so it's for new. There is still kind of a, or at least if there was. if
2: you were to get it, because of course nothing's actually got it yet. Yeah. Is that the?
1: Mm. When I last read it, it was that the there was a transition period where new things could be released without it. Um, but I think that was up to like 2021, yeah. so yeah that's
2: Um, so yeah it's december 2021 mm. transition period and that's so
1: so dji could release a new mavic whatever now and it wouldn't need to have it but if they released a new mavic or whatever in you know a year's time then it would have to have one of these classifications um and therefore it would need the electronic conspicuity but They can continue selling all the models that they have on the market now for quite a while, yeah, um, and that'll be fine. And you'll be able to own them for even longer. Um, So that's that's kind of how... That was how I understood it when I was reading it through a couple of years ago when it was still being kind of confirmed. I don't know if you've read anything more recent that maybe changes that? Not... (laughs) no
2: and I'm, I'm often i do often get things wrong though. um <laughs> just, just to
0: interject quickly guys Cl- clive is making a point here that if we have to carry them then all general aviation should have to have it are we saying that drones are now going to be more regulated than actual full-size flying machines with people in them
1: the 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 kind of justification for that is that general aviation has for for many 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 years had see and avoid as their kind of safety principle and the problem with the drones is that when they're small like you know the ones that we use they're hard to see and so then the that un, that main principle instead of see and avoid becomes sense and avoid and therefore that's where the electronic conspicuity comes in is that because you can't see it in the sky or against the background of the ground or whatever then you need to have it um, beaming out and letting you know that it's there even before you see it. That's the kind of idea there. Like If you can't see a hot air balloon, then you've got bigger problems than you're looking at your ADS-B system. Whereas oh, if that's you can't see... recent accident reports say this air balloon came out of nowhere, Governor. <laughs> <laughs> where it came from. Exactly. But if you don't see a 250 quad when you're flying along the, the, the treetops in a helicopter, then, you know, that's kind of fair enough.
0: But not not that you guys wrote the rules, but the obvious point is, like, we go to 400 feet in general aviation, 500 feet well, in the butt, therefore... Oh,
3: that, no, that I agree no with. That, they're together. operating... Operating in very different, or they should be operating in very different airspaces. Really, by the same token, if you've got a GA aircraft at, at, at 50 feet above tree line, uh, anywhere other than on short final for a runway, then they've got bigger problems uh, because they're they're about to to hit stuff. So, I mean, there is the or, or that they they're, they're
2: st- shedding, ending at engine housings all over people's housing estates.
3: Well, well quite yeah, yeah.
2: Uh,
3: in the same way you've, you've got that separation generally between uh, commercial and, and general aviation both in terms of space and in terms of height I mean a lot of ga aircraft won't get to the same ceilings as as commercial aircraft will but there's still a uh, you know there's reasons for separation for these things and um, yeah it's an interesting uh, interesting size I mean the other thing if this systems if these systems are going to be integrated heavily into ga stuff, there's a much bigger cost to GA, right, in terms of either entirely new systems or updating existing systems to be able to read this information? Or is that – do you know
2: anything about that? Well, I guess it's an existing technology that's just going to be there more of it, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, they'll have to start choosing to fit it. And I guess how often do you do a, re- a retrofit of everything – it's quite a bit an airliner that gets a lot of use, which admittedly, that's none of them this year. <laughs> do get, do get a, a good looking over every few years, don't they?
1: There's they a do. Lot of,
2: um, a lot of maintenance, and I'm sure yeah. fitting fitting in I, a little extra I, boxes.
3: I think it's more the point for me is that that anything in in aviation, uh, it, should it be the change of a single bolt. Uh, would then require not only an, an enormous amount of testing, paperwork, red tape, oh, yeah. along, along with, with then the, the fitting, the downtime, the maintenance procedures, the instructions inside it. I mean, obviously, a- anything that changes of any kind in aviation is always hideously expensive. Um, so how accommodating it will be from that side, I'm not so sure, which is why I think our, our side of things will get the ma- majority of the bullying
2: well, I think we'll feel like that anyway, because we always do. But I, I think it's worth remembering that that a lot of the, the changes in the rules actually provide a bit more freedom for some folk. So if, you've got, if you're getting the, the under 250 grams, the, the C0 category, or you're getting uh, um, what used to be called the Mavic Mini, what is it? It's just called the Mini, isn't it? DJI Mini 2.
1: The two hundred with two hundred and forty nine written on the side. Two
2: hundred and forty nine gram four K aircraft is at the moment, at least, something that you can fly over people now under the new rules, uh, rather than fifty meters, because that the CO category and A one category of aircraft. Sorry, A one for risk c1 c0 c0 sorry see there are just too many categories but c0 for class of, of thing although it's not technically c0 of course as we all know because nothing has actually achieved any of the things it's a c0 transitional uh, which everything will be for a little bit but th- that is a category which you can now fly over people and you can fly in Town and over your garden, even if you live near people that you weren't allowed to do before, you can. It can still make you a dick, and you can definitely piss off your neighbours because you know, you have to. You know, think about the things in the way that you might not have thought about them before, because in before you could just go, "Oh, I'm not allowed to fly here," but now you might be able to take. I could go and take off in my garden, um, and then I imagine my paranoid 80 year old old lady neighbor will be banging on the door (laughs) assuming that i am attacking you know with some sort of evil robot um but at least it was my choice to do that that's 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 the difference the the problem is that as soon as i cross that 250 gram line things start to change quite quickly in terms of how near you know then then you've got your 50 meters from people again and two kilograms or four kilograms if it's got its C approval score is going to be quite a significant threshold and it'll give you 150 meters and you won't be able to fly over industrial areas or what um the list basically includes anywhere you might consider flying other than in the middle of a huge estate um, of land that you you personally own, so an Inspire is something you should sell quickly now.
1: Unrelated. Uh, do you want to Sorry. plug your eBay listing for your Inspire? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, just need to type it up.
3: Doesn't Tony got one of those?
1: Tony it's just Tony bought one. Spare. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, so. Some... Uh, some some more positive news uh, for anyone that hasn't tuned out. Uh, wings and Wheels has has been uh, confirmed that it's planning to go ahead. Um, so so you know that's uh, that is good news. Um, I shall be there. The twenty sixth and twenty seventh June, twenty twenty one. Wings and That's Wings letter N Wheels
3: like rock and the roll
1: yeah
0: now although tony who's decided to go off in a sulk has has posted i'm flying my not them when when you've got something like this where the rules seem difficult does the authorities envisage the fact that people are just going to say well sod that i, I i'm just going to carry on and just not being idiot and uh come get me copper if you can. Uh, or I'm just going to paint 204.9G on all my big quads and see if that works. Because <laughs> will they have scales <laughs> with them or, you know?
1: It,
2: it is my perception that if you carry around your, you know, if you get if, do your registration and pay your £9 a year, which is obviously of some interest to pay for of, the much more than £9 a year it will have cost to set up this scheme um then if you wave that document at your average copper if they catch you you'll be fine (laughs) the uh they're not the weighing is not going to be a and i didn't say that out loud by the way
0: (laughs) (laughs) but but seriously read the disclaimer so it's all down to adam it's his fault
2: um this is all just guessing but if you if you were to show up thank yeah i love the disclaimer um if you had, say, a Mavic Air, which is what, 450 grams sort of territory? Um, can't remember. It's been a few months. Do you remember summer? I did go no. outdoors at some point with one of the. Okay, so I, I, I do remember flying a Mavic Air 2 when, and it, again, it's one of these things where you think, why would you need anything heavier ever? But it does weigh more than 250 grams but it doesn't really feel much more than 250 grams. And I think it probably still weighs less than my phone. So I, I just feel like people aren't going to care about Like bigness and weight is going to feel different to respect. Like if you show you've put some effort into complying with rules, that's going to work better, and there are going to obviously be crossovers. There are going to be situations that, if you're on national trust land, you can be confident that somebody's going to come and try and stop you, <laughs> because they've they've been extremely clear how they feel about anything newfangled and drony being flown over their land unless you pay for an expensive filming license, because that's how they make their money now. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: and also, because it's an organisation largely run by old people who don't like new stuff.
1: Um, uh, views expressed. Sorry. Others the not views ours. Expressed, exactly. uh, oh, yeah. Don't to us. Uh, yeah.
3: I, I, I'm sure I read somewhere that <laughs> 200 the 250 gram thing was was more about its sort of danger to wasn't there something to do with this danger at terminal velocity in terms of yeah. the damage it can do to a human.
2: Yeah, yeah, those are, yes. But I, I, I don't disagree in terms of them being actually, like, ha- presenting a danger. It doesn't take a lot of weight to present a danger to a person, and I'm sure the rules have been devised quite rationally.
1: Well, Paul, but, what what the what it's come from, and uh, it's to do with the, that's where the speed limit came from as well, is uh, a study about what you can have full on your head and you get away with it and that's basically 80 joules um of an impact on your head um is what you can kind of safely get away with for most people which is uh, a point that was made in the air accident investigation bureau report of the uh air that was released this week uh, where it's, you know you can you know the 80 joules is the safe limit and, and this impact at Goodwood a couple of years ago where it just kind of disappeared up into the sky and flipped over and came back down again was in the region of 20,000 joules. So, you know, they, they weren't so happy. I, I'm, exactly
3: I'm, a I'm,
0: surprise. It's kind of like dropping a Ford Fiesta from some height, wasn't it, onto somebody?
3: I'm, I'm pretty sure my missus has a punch of over 80 joules and I'm still here. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You have to measure it next time you upset.
3: It. <laughs> well, yeah, just 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 <laughs> setting up this elaborate measurement measuring rig, and then just stand there and say something upsetting. Yeah, I'll let you know how that goes.
1: Yeah, n- uh, next time, uh, next time Jack <laughs> Jack comes on, uh, we will go a bit through a bit more of the airspeeder report. I want Jack to be here for that mainly because of the photos of some of the soldering. I want his reaction caught on stream because. I, it'll, it'll be necessary. Um, yeah, right. there we go.
2: Good trailer for something that we don't <laughs> know what's going to happen there, that. Could. It's. I, I assume that Jack is normally surra- is still normally surrounded by solving equipment that kind of thing. When you know.
1: yeah, definitely.
0: so when they were talking about these uh, ages ago when they did the first sort of draft isa whatever with these c0 things they also talked about a a speed limit in sort of meters per second is is that anything in them now do we have a speed limit
2: yeah it's still in there and i'm i've been struggling for the last few minutes to get the annoying thing to pop up but one of you's probably got it on your screen haven't you um but um, all, they, all of us they... are refusing to look at them out of <laughs> <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> on principle. As I, as I understand <laughs> it, you are, you are you are considered to be so so to, to be in the in that to in the sort of lowest category, the safest category, the A1. Um, there, you also have to come below a certain speed, but it, that speed can be chosen by the machine. So if you set your drone to safe mode or low speed or what have you and leave it at that, that's fine. And if, there, if you then switch it to fast and the fast pushes it into a new thing, yes, this this chart, um, then once you've closed it, it's very hard to find again. Then as I understand it, you don't need to be um, – you you know have the next the next step of id or the the a2c c just because your machine can achieve the speed it is only if you've switched it on in the settings if that makes sense or you know it's usually a flight mode on a dji drone or i mean i'm, I'm trying to imagine where you'd have a slow mode on
1: something else yeah, there's, there's a big words. table of information,
2: yes. Yes. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, so you can see here, oh, yeah. my favorite thing on this chart um, for the classes is in, in, so in the A1 section, which is the, the, the safe things, so the flight where you're not really going to need anything other than uh, an operator ID, It can be privately built. It can be a legacy archive that was placed on the market before the 1st of January, 2023. And it can be C0 toy or C0 not a toy. They've not come (laughs) up with a better way of describing (laughs) it than that (laughs) for the legislation.
1: Well, I think Um, that's probably because there is uh, a whole load of uh, regulations anyway about toys. Toys are like one of the most regulated Products on the market, apart from like medical devices, um, so I'm not entirely surprised that like that's there's going to be a whole thing about there. Probably also about like data protection of the user, i.e. the child, because that's a big thing at the moment as well. So I imagine that's all tied in there.
2: Uh, yeah, and it's worth noting that the um, DJI Mavic Mini and Mini Two are not a toy, but still down here paperwork wise.
1: therefore the pilot has to be at least 12 to fly it solo <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> and uh, to be 12 if you're going to be 12 your flyer id has to be sought for you by your responsible adult um so the, the, there's an operator id and a flyer id um because the the system of just having one person isn't annoying enough paperwork wise so i I don't know if you've uh, applied for your operator ids you obviously should have done by now but you you may recall that you were given uh you were you got yourself an operator id which i think lasts what is that the nine pounds a year one yeah so the number which is your flyer id yeah which applies to an aircraft Oh no that's the weirdest thing about it is the flyer id still applies to multiple aircraft you can still put that on more than one mm-hmm. machine you don't have to apply for a different flyer id it seems like it's going to be like a registration plate
1: so the, the flyer id is the one that you have to get every three or four years or something for having done the online test that's like uh should you fly into people's faces or you should you fly in the middle of a field in the middle of nowhere uh, multiple question pick the right one um and that gives you your flyer is, id it's all
2: right now i can fly over their heads <laughs> it's not into their faces over their heads is fine yeah <laughs> sorry
1: and then it's the operator id that you have to get every year by paying nine pounds and there's no test for reasons that someone has decided
2: it's because Somewhere. the faa's system seemed relatively rational
1: Oh, so that's, that's the there was a, a,
2: some level of competition to make it worse in terms of organization I think I don't know it uh, it just seems strange to have to have two separate ID but no the real the real reason for it I think is that one is they want somebody the one who owns it to be old enough to be responsible enough mm-hmm. to own it and the person who's flying it to have been old enough to be to do a fairly straightforward test
1: and to have read enough and understood what they're reading enough to answer very simple questions
0: yeah but i think the good news and is i think you- this is not legal advice but should you get arrested and taken to court for breaking the rules you could present their rules as pretty good defense against like i don't understand this and nobody reasonably could expect me to because it's all just bollocks written down
2: <laughs> yeah I, I didn't happen to have a set of scales with me in the field and so this seemed like 249 grams yeah. and not i think
1: three uh, kilogram the man my, on the club omnibus
3: my, 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 my biggest my, the, the thing that winds me up i think the bit that grinds my gears although most of it does <laughs> when it when it comes to this stuff is especially in aviation there's that so much is so, so many rules are written as a result of incidents. something happens it's very mm. clear about what went wrong it's investigated it's dealt with the rule is put in place and then that hole is patched and you end up with the shape of what a rule needs to be for the safety of everyone and what have you now this kind of method although you know in aviation that's as i've always said before a lot of aviation's the handbooks written in blood a lot of that's been from 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 bad things happening that we've we've ended up with one of the safest forms of transportation in the world we're dealing with something that requires so much speculation because there is such a lack of incident and there seems to be so many people that don't necessarily know much about the subject Mm. that are writing the speculative rules for ideas about things that haven't happened yet uh, and it makes, uh, and uh, completely to the point that Curry was making, it makes for for a set of rules which are so grey areas, uh, with so much <laughs> that are so open to interpretation at many angles that you can kind of end up finding loopholes to place these in your favour that were designed to maybe stop you doing something that hasn't happened yet.
1: Yeah, and, and the other is thing. A literal
0: implementation of that that old aunt of yours saying you could have someone's eye out with that. <laughs> speculation that <laughs> these bad things are going to happen and and you you know we can use the the constant thing about like you know how many people get killed every year with cricket balls or playing rugby and stuff like that and these are T-cosies. things courage yes tea cozies socks are very
2: dangerous
0: huh? socks all these things have killed people every year drones as far as we know it's pretty safe e- even though there's no rules about them how can we make it safer so less people okay, than zero that, get killed?
2: To, to, to go to to go to sort of NJ's point, like, um, air travel is incredibly safe, um, partly because of the fact it has a, a very similar legal system to the rest of society. You know, we look at what went wrong and we have a go at fixing it and all the rest of it. But mostly because the people who travel on planes are relatively well off and don't like dying and rich people in general (laughs) go to a lot of effort to stay alive right they're much less bothered about the sort of people who drive around the asda car park in the middle of the night in a beaten up old car doing donuts so you know (laughs) there's a there's there's some elements of safety coming more from the fact that the sort of people involved are just a bit too boring to cause trouble or to go to go out of their way to save themselves and i think i think there's there's a risk with drones that you know you're always going to have some people who want to have a bit of fun aren't you because some of them are kids because they are quite appealing to kids (laughs) well i guess leo Leo is very excited by um the wooden wonder still (laughs) even though that's (laughs) not been touched or been given its Ford but, motor back for a very long time <laughs> i mean to,
3: to to your to your point adam in the same way we assume that everyone you know outside our houses is sticking exactly the speed limit very well defined road rules that are out there <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah that's that's the other point it's like what's what's the point in having rules like either it's so that you can enforce it or so that it get, tells people what they should be doing and at the moment like i was that's another reason why i've not bothered reading them for a while is because you know they were all kind of coming to a conclusion. There was going to be like one document. These are the rules. This is where everything is. And you know, I I was wanted to make sure that you know we all knew where that was going and and could voice uh, concerns as as that was kind of being developed. But now it's kind of got to that point. And but it's so long and complicated because it's got all the little edge cases everywhere. And they've made it a field maybe a bit more complicated than it needs to be they've also then had to write a load of documents that also explain it and so then you still got which, uh, if you look in the description
2: done. yes which are terrible
1: um, and Sorry. inconsistent and generally unhelpful and if you look in the description again Uh, there's there's a set of links there which are a subset of all the various links that are now describing the new rules and so they've replaced like three documents that were you know long and painful with one document that's long and painful and lots of other documents that don't really match up very well so when
2: the process started we were at least going to get one piece of paper that let us fly anywhere in Europe when we were on holiday. That kind of thing. As <laughs> okay, well. it's very dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to get too far down this road. Suffice to say that now I still have to pay for the document, but it doesn't do me any use yeah.
0: when I'm abroad. Oh now, occasionally there are rules that are brought in that just sort of seek to make people stop breaking some of the rules so badly. For example. According to the two speed awareness course I've done for the car, just to show Mm -hmm. how well it sinks in, both times I'm told that whenever there's a 20 mile an hour limit, the the authorities aren't expecting people to stick to 20, but they expect them to be under 30, which is going to cut down on deaths because under 30 is basically a non-death thing. So I suppose the theory is there that they're just introducing these rules just to make people give up in despair. But your 86
2: was considered inappropriate. What? Well, you, you had to get on the course. You're saying that you you wouldn't have been on... You were doing more than 20, right?
0: <laughs> oh, no. The, possibly more than 30. You, you have to be... On a, on a on a 30 limit, I was doing 30-something. Yeah. Uh, if you break it too much, then they won't put you on the speed awareness course. And they'll just fine you.
2: Uh, yeah, which is
0: what they really want to do, presumably. Well... It uh, it would be less hassle just to pay the fine. That's you know, <laughs> so how most great. people
2: feel about those. Yeah. <laughs> I must say that, the, yeah, driving fines uh, against the CAA fine, the CAA fines seem to be £1,000 or £5,000. Is that right? Or is that the FAA ones? I've certainly seen some really big numbers from different aviation authorities researching this. Uh, they
3: usually mean it when they when they put their fines down
2: yeah well that's that's what I was thinking that they're a lot higher than you get for doing a being a bit quick on the road or uh, running over a child or anything <laughs> just uh, testing to see if you're still listening
1: Fraser in the chat has said all this talking is entertaining and cathartic but ultimately pointless write to your MP exclamation mark exclamation mark and CC in grant chaps uh, chaps G. <laughs> At is Grant
2: Shapps your MP? How disappointing for
1: you! No, he's he's the minister for transport, isn't he? So therefore,
3: it's either a master. I'm not sure if it is a master stroke. Actually, is the bit that you're complaining about is is the lack of clarity or de, or definition of the rules? And that's a very hard thing to complain about because you're not specifically complaining about a rule. You're just complaining that you don't know well, what it means.
2: <laughs> One no, it's all other. right. I can, work, I, can, I can tell you, you know, we can go and page our way through all of the ins- – the, the problem is that it, it means a lot, right, that there are so many individual cases. It would be a lot easier to have the rules laid out in a much clearer set of tiers. I mean, one solution that would be a lot e- that would make life easier straight away would be to remove the um, the temporary cases from the chart. Or mm. the kind
1: uh, of by 2022, 2023 transition, yeah. and put that in a
2: separate stuff. table and say this is true now, this will be true then. Just you know that two separate headings. So you can look at one, and then if you're really interested in thinking about the future, you can look at the other one. Uh, or better still, not set a set of rules that you're going to change two years later for no good reason.
1: Mm, I don't know. How are they expecting to earn their pay if they don't keep changing the rules?
2: <laughs> if you've got a team of feel, people it, to
1: change rules. You know, you've got to keep them busy.
2: I know, I know. But it just feels like someone in the current law-making hierarchies has sort of gone, Oh, technology changes, doesn't it? So we should make... And laws take quite a while to change, and it's a real fact. So we'll make more effort once, and then they'll be fine for a while. You know, we'll have the law ready.
1: I and think this was kind of how, how it changed, was that the basically kind of the original ano. Was just saying, don't fly unsafely. If you fly unsafely, That's we'll scary. tell you off. Um, and then they released all the other documents that weren't regulations, but were just guidelines of like, this is what, this is how to fly safely in these for a, a glider, for a model aircraft, for a, whatever else. And now they've tried to kind of make that into law so that they can actually, um, I guess. Uh, enforce it a bit better because it's quite hard to enforce. And overall, this is this is this is the rule that's very airy fairy. But this is the guidance that's not a law. Um, and now they're trying to kind of make the law more specific. But then, then yeah. you end up with that issue of you having to have every little edge case, or it's, they just get rid of the edge cases and just let people do some things it, and not have everything it in It seems quite,
2: it seems like you could probably rationalise it all with just the 250 gram line or maybe even knock that up to 500 grams and say anything below that, fine fly it around the garden, you know, whatever anything above that do an exam leave it at that, you know, a proper exam like where they've
1: checked as I don't to know. I thinking. don't. Th- I don't think Tony would be happy with that.
0: I don't uh, know. I, I think
1: bl- I would have thought maybe something like if it could impart. If they did go for the eighty jewels, they say if if it if there's a reasonable chance of this imparting eighty jewels to a human being, um, then don't do it, uh, and then it either has to be small or far away, uh, just, you know might take some explaining but uh this one is small that one is far away and that's how it works um but i still don't uh,
2: get it ted
3: (laughs) but isn't isn't a lot of this also supposed to have into consideration risk assessment is that a a fair thing to say of which there really yeah i
2: mean that's that's the, the seems to be the way they've structured it to try and make it risk assessy too so that, yeah. that's the other thing that that the, the table that we were looking at earlier with the C zero C sorry C zero not a toy C zero toy C one C two C three and interim versions and C four um, explosive has a, I know has <laughs> <laughs> I know which. Which is a shame, but it's there the last they go. category you want to give a drone, is it? Really? I know, I know. <laughs> and it's the it's the really big one. <laughs>
1: this is my C four um, drone, uh, running cover.
2: and then you look a bit closer, and A one, A two, A three are are only the open category. they like those of us who are not haven't done too many tests or what have you. Then you you've got the specific. Um, you, you've got two it, other that, categories actually, yeah. haven't you? From the CAA, um, one of which you need a, the new, um, what's it called now? Not PFCO, um, but th- there's an exam for an actual exam with a test. Uh, and the next category, just a bit like ring and ring up the ring, the CAA ask nicely, they've not even really sorted out the rules so far as.
1: They, they, but is, things, things where you're going to
2: find
1: Isn't the one in the middle where they've got basically some template risk assessments and you just have to fill in the template yeah, and then, the, and then they true. go yes we've written these so therefore they're fine and if you sign it then it's good and then the other one is for like when you're coming up with something that no one's ever seen before and therefore it doesn't fit the templates then you have to write your own one from scratch which is what kind of i think for basically part of the pfco has been right is that you have to write your operation manual
2: yeah no it's actually a much better way of doing it than the pfco because of the template risk assessments and because there are only really two of them so long as you're you're doing that um they've saved you the and you don't have to do and you don't have to do the operations manual
1: anymore because yeah, i think they got so bored of reading a, operations manual that was mostly yeah. the same but slightly different um, and yeah. now they've they've just published like this okay fine stop making us read them here's a standard yeah. one because everyone was Sign getting them that for
2: free. <laughs> everyone I was getting it's... them for free anyway from their um you N-cubia. know wherever they did yeah. the exam yeah i think it's
3: for the risk assessment as well isn't an, and if every risk assessment i've ever looked at usually has a fairly strong data point uh, by which to start things off in terms of saying this has happened and this has happened and that and, and that's very much part of the uh part of the risk assessment moving forward but there that's the point they're, there's 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 no real data point there in the first place or one very much in uh in the favor of drones
1: mm, i see what you mean because usually dangers. you're doing it by there's there's one accident every thirty thousand flights or whatever um, oh, it's,
3: yeah it's a figure that's um, data that's part of it yeah. i think it's, it's just uh, that never seems to get much of a mention does
2: it mm. no they don't like to think about it like that no they, mm. they'd much yeah. rather think about it in terms of the things they understand the 50 meters from a human or you know above something expensive like a human
0: they could come back and say we've watched a thousand youtube videos and on average people crash four times per battery so these are <laughs> death traps. <drives.
2: laughs> <laughs> that is a reasonable assessment. <laughs> One of the, of the things that is sort of nice and or is worthy of praise is that they've gone out of their way to remove the commercial versus um, hobbyist distinction in the mm-hmm. rules, which which I sort of think is nice because it means that anyone who is doing it as a hobby has like some idea of what they're doing and is potentially, you know, going to get themselves the A2C of C level, which you can get about 50 quid, um, can do a few cheap jobs. Whereas in the past, you'd have had to do a £1,000 PFCO and renew it all the time and also explain for no good reason what the work was commercial. Whereas if you, if you just pretended it wasn't commercial, you wouldn't have to do your PFCO and you could get away with it a bit, which didn't seem very fair. Yeah. In,
1: well, in the I-
2: US, at the moment, for example, if you put something up on your YouTube channel and the FAA see it and you earn $0.01 in royalty, that trips you into the commercial section and mm-hmm. then you have to go and sit your, sit your exam... Again, they're trying to get out of it, but you'd have to go and sit your exam at the bloody uh, airport.
1: Yeah, I think the kind of the the idea was that you're more likely to push it beyond where you really should be if there's money on the line. If someone's going to pay you two hundred and fifty pounds for getting this bit of video, you're more likely to stay up there, even as the wind stop picking up and it starts raining and the crowd gets a bit closer and a child wanders by and everything else whereas if you've not got £250 on the line when it starts getting a bit breezy then you probably more than need to just land it and not risk it um,
3: I've just found your, your price on human
1: life there, <laughs> <laughs> well you know I think that was the reasoning eh, meh Yeah. I don't don't dispute that that was the
2: reasoning, but it just it always seemed very unfair
1: um, Mm, because it
2: made it much harder to to break out, you know, and we're all meant to be breaking out
0: these days.
1: Yeah, I think also you don't want to. That that Did the PIFCO had
0: more reason to uh, really get get the money because they Mm. had to bring it in to keep renewing it and uh, write their silly manuals and stuff.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I th- well, I think it did also make it quite clear with the number of people who have like smashed up a matrice in the rain because they didn't really know what they were doing. I think it kind of made it quite clear that it wasn't the be all and end all and the, the massive problem there.
2: It is hard to say no to someone when they're paying, but you can do it. Like, I, I have been in the situation where you're like, know, yes, but it's raining. <laughs> and I'm sorry we're all here, but you don't want any rain in the shot and I don't want it to fall out of the sky. So we're just going to wait.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Sure they ever like... say stuff like we can take the rain off in post, carry on. Or
1: like
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
2: yeah no, I've, I've not met anyone who can do that yet, but yeah, if, if they could, that would be fantastic. Uh, I, don't, I don't, think it's, a, it's a, a worthwhile task anymore. I do think I th- that, um, sorry, go so I, I was, where was I going with this? I still think that
3: the the bigger problem, which it's just kind of been accepted and a little bit forgotten about, and I think this is the source of frustration maybe for a lot of people in our world, is it feels like we're not really that represented in what we do with drones versus even the kind of thing that you see sort of visualised in Rule books as they're being written and how they're talked about. That the kind of even then you're seeing a very vague understanding of from the rule writers of what these things are. But it's very much the idea of that it's sort of a phantom thing with a camera under it is yeah. kind of the extent of the specification. For the market, they're trying to write these rules around as opposed to really knowing all the different sectors and what they do and the fact that a lot of guys that fly our drones are nowhere near the heights that the phantoms are sitting when they're going up or any of these drones are operating at commercial levels. We're at treetop height or lower if you're racing gates, you're three feet off at most. You mm. know, it's, it,
2: it's a total. Yeah, there's nothing fun to racing.
1: avoid up there. Well, that that is also the thing. Is like then then you end up with like there is the Article 16, which is the kind of extra permissions for the members of the Model Flying Associations in the UK. And in there, there is a bit about if you're FPV racing and you're not going up above 50 meters above the uh, ground level, and you've got this and you've got that, then you can fly with without worrying about how many spotters you've got or something um but you know this is why then there's just another document to to cover everything as well um so there's and and then you have to dig through a load of stuff about control line and everything else to find that bit about the fpv racing which you know it's a lot it's a lot to read
2: It's disheartening. Yeah, that's that's not going away either, is it? I mean, it's, in a way, I still think it's nice that it's there because it's not, it, mm. it's relatively unique that to this country. I think there are a lot of places that don't bother caring at all about people who do FPV, um, and or they just know that everyone who does FPV is not going to follow rules. <laughs> I, I, I still, you know, right from the start. My experience of, of um, flying was, you know, my, my thing that got me interested was the parrot in um, some news about what was happening at the, um, the Las Vegas gadget show. Mm. But it was me, you know, but I met you guys through that because at some point, you know, because of the way things are here, you meet up with people doing more interesting stuff. Um, if what Jack does can be considered interesting
1: (laughs) I think everyone that's here presumably at some point or another has found Jack interesting Uh, I I don't think we'd be here otherwise Um, but in, in the last
3: it's good to see in the comments. I was just going to say that it's it's something that we've sort of probed. I know we've, as you say, Frank, we've, we've probed you several times over the last few weeks over this, <laughs> and we, we had this coming where we would have an LDO where we talk about this in in sort of greater depth. But I mean, you can see from the comments, this is uh, everyone's. There's a lot of strong opinions in here and a lot of, a lot of valid stuff being said, um, and it's people are investing the time into. Trying to to sift through a lot of it, so you know. I just think it's going to take it's going to take a while, isn't it? We're we're years away from any kind of refinement on a lot of this. So, I I mean, what is the takeaway? Just comply with the the paperwork, and it it sort of goes back to what you're saying, Adam. If when you meet a cop that probably knows far less than you do about the rules, you show them a bit of say i'm not the guy who does stupid things with it i know what i'm doing here's a bit of paper it shows you that i'm making every effort to, to comply you'll probably be fine right um
1: yeah as has been said in in the chat quite a bit um you know do your own kind of informal internal risk assessment as you have been doing for the for however long that you've been flying probably uh as you do with everything it's like what's what is there what could go wrong uh is this worth the risk yeah it's worth the risk i'll do it i mean, I mean we, yeah just we always do. You, always, you
2: always will you, you sort of instinctively do it it's yeah. kind of depressing that you have to to write it down
1: um, um, but if you've got that then most unless you've done something to offend the police officer then they'll probably be all right with with agreeing with you on that i'm sure uh, most of the time well
2: that's uh, yeah that sadly on, on the office
3: sadly it's at the point where you'll probably be able to have a much more sensible conversation with a policeman <laughs> about this <laughs> and the bit of paper that you have you then you will with most of the, the general public that's now sadly the way things work As you've been doing this long enough which i know you all have and most of our our, our listeners there was a time where it was absolutely the general public who'd come up in awe and say what are you doing that looks amazing uh and you know the media have we we, we are where we are let's not go down that road but we 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 now have a very different um stigma attached to what we do um and that's also got to be part of, of when you think about where you're flying and you're representing uh we're representing something that's very much on the back foot which is it's sad but you know this
2: is where we are, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Before, and a nice side of that is, is the, the police are often quite, not only interested in things, the police yeah, do see people who are quite good at that, but, but they're yeah. also sort of acutely aware of when people are putting bad law or bad rule, you know, because they don't like it because it's bad news for them. So, right. you know, if you seem to understand and everyone's having a sensible discussion about risk and stuff, you'll usually find that sort of thing ends quite nicely, um, unless the policeman has certain biases or what have you. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm expecting a beach ball to come flying through and hit you straight in the face any second.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, that door's still shut at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of beach balls, Curry, before we go, do you want to give us a, a, a very brief uh bit of note on, on what you've been up to on your simulator
0: the the sim has the the game in it which has a a beach ball you have to knock it around 10 levels and get it in the goal um so far caroline hates it but other people don't hate it so much <laughs> it depends if you're into games a lot it is it is available um as a steam beta if you've already got the steam version you can just join the beta and download it and give it a go and if you can let me know how you find it that will be helpful because I haven't quite finished it. And I wanted to just make sure people liked it. I like it, but I wrote it, so I would like it. So that's not a very good point of view. So please try it if you can. Thank you. Stopping One
3: uh, final little thing as well. I did receive in the post a prototype,
0: not for
3: resale, and it is uh, an Archon V3, which I'm very excited to uh, get together. So, uh,
0: I do yeah, like that. the fact drawn in the logo
3: yeah yes. <laughs> yeah Prototype packaging as well yeah yeah that's yeah it. i, I be, like not the, not the uh,
1: vacuum packs looks like a kind of fillet of fish yes. of thing.
3: <laughs> yeah exactly you put it straight in the fridge it'll keep for keep for you <laughs> um so yeah that that will be uh hopefully getting a build very soon but um yeah that's us us at the hour i think um mm-hmm. adam thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us about that that's it's good to get a uh Update on things.
2: Well, I, I apologise for a sort of hit and miss arrangement.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like you need to round off with the old Crime Watch thing and say, like, please, people, don't have nightmares. It's a <laughs> rule, but just don't be a dick that and you'll the, be all right.
2: That I mean, that is how I rounded off the two and a half thousand words I was compelled to write. <laughs> Clearly, not all of it stuck in my head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thank you for uh, joining us and thank you everyone for listening. Uh, thank you as well to our patrons who call this possible and and get it all edited and up on the podcast for all the people that may have listened to the first five for tuning out. Uh, so uh, tonight we have had Curry Kitten. Good goodbye. We have had nJ
2: Okay guys.
1: we've had Adam evening all. We've had Tony, but I think he he died. Yeah, of we, boredom. we put him off, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I have been frank, so uh, join us again next week, where hopefully we'll be showing Jim some triggering images for him. So uh, tune in for that. Bye.
2: Telemetry lost.